it, it's not it's not in the northwest corner of Alaria. Well, I'm it's not looking the at south. the map, so it's I towards know the that. south of Alaria. Like, hold on. So if you no, refer we're gonna play to your hands out. Put the map away. <laughs> if you refer to your handouts, you'll notice that Aberdeen is towards the south of the Azrai Lock. Oh it my god, almost, I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Let's start playing. It's almost the southmost point of Alaria. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. I used to run deliveries along the Ezrai River, Chief. You know, back in my younger days. Heard tales of a questing group. Almost trapped in the woods by the fair folk. Heard they made it out and camped by the lock. Safely out of the Azrae's reach, hey. But then they come asking for passage down the river. They don't know what's waiting down the river. Captain Jules knows. I knows. I knows. You ever see a river snake's eyes, chief? Sometimes they come at you and look you right in the eyes. Cold eyes, thinking eyes. Before you know it, they've crushed your boat and you're there floating on the shipment. Sometimes the river snakes go away. Sometimes they don't go away. In spite of all the pounding and hollering and screaming, they all come in, they take it down, and that's your end, chief. So anyway, five men going into the water. What you betting five men coming back out of the water? All right. So in the last episode, you guys had reached a calmer point in the river uh, after leaving the Azrai Lock. And Captain Jules was like, uh, this is not a good sign. And you guys were like, but we previously were on a whitewater rafting trip that was terrible. And now it is calm. And he was like, but river snakes. Is that, is that about right? Sounds about right. Wonderful. So you've, again. Quick question about this boat. Is it sort of like a big barge kind of shaped boat? Give or take. Yeah. Like a big old flat boat. Yeah. Give or take. Is the deck kind of piled wait, high with logs? Wait. Help me out with the give or take. Yeah. <laughs> is it, or is it something completely different? That I is, think she's that saying it's not a. She's saying it's not perfectly flat. There's a little bit of curvature, wait. so it's flat. Give or okay. take. Is that yeah, what you're saying? That's actually exactly correct. Okay. Oh, that was just a goof. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually exactly right, though. I imagine that this looks like the raft from Final Fantasy VI when you're going down the river after you leave the Returners. Eh, it's decidedly more of a boat than a raft. Okay. All right. So you're going to reach this calm space, and all of you are a little bit queasy from the tumultuous river. But now you notice again that the captain is really, really nervous. 
Well, while Johannes upchucks over the side of the boat, uh, you notice that you are coming in toward sort of a funnel space where the boat can either lean to one to drift to one side or another, but there is no way for it to go straight through the middle. Hmm. Looks like we have a choice to make. Where are we going, Captain? As you head towards that space, you see on one side is an enormous snake, larger than you would think could sustain its body in this river. It slowly uncoils and looks sort of curiously at the boat as it as it seems to be waking up. We were supposed to row without rhythm. <laughs> on the other side, you see that the water is churning against the rocks in such a way that it almost looks like a blender. Uh, you are concerned that if you row the boat in that direction, it will annihilate the boat itself. All right, Jules, you know this river better than anyone. Solinar says, his white knuckles slowly uncurling from the log he's been wrapped around for the last, like, three miles of river. So, um, what are we doing? The captain sort of looks pale at both this snake and what appears to be a whirlpool and gestures as if he's unsure of what to do. Uh, you believe you, you believe based off of his reaction that he has not come to this choice before. I've been on this waiver for 45 years and I've never once in all my time seen such a predicament. It's usually a solid 15 foot higher of water around here. There's not even a bit of rapids. Is that the bosun? <laughs> I mean, we can totally beat up a river snake. Like, if that's what we gotta do, let's do it. His voice is sort of hoarse and afraid as he says, You don't understand how powerful those snakes are. Man, have I ever told you about the time we not only fought, but beheaded and killed a sea monster with nothing but our wits, our muscles, and an anchor? And weapons. That were wielded by muscles. <laughs> It's up to you guys what you want to do. You can either brave the whirlpool or the snake. Hey, Captain, I got a question for you. How, uh, just how dangerous is that other is that other option there? The the blender. He looks over at it. That will destroy the boat. Well, we can't have boat get destroyed. I know. If we go the other way, there's at least one boat that's gonna survive. Let's head for the snake. So you guys are gonna head toward the snake part. Absolutely. All right, roll initiative.
Right, how do we prime this weird debris cannon you have? The captain looks at it and nods and runs over to the cannon and begins prepping it. I think this is the greatest initiative roll I've had all game. I'm rolling at disadvantage because I've thrown up. Fair. Fair. Can I roll at advantage because I'm so confident and I was the one who said, let's go to the snake? No. I feel like let's go to the snake is the name of like some 50s doo-wop song and let's the snake is like the snake let's go out to the snake let's go out to the snake and get a venom sack <laughs> what <laughs> yep let's get a venom sack okay gentlemen if there's one thing i know it's that to get a lady in these trying times you need a venom sack so koza what'd you roll it's a 20 22 boat seven johannes 13. Solinar? 23. Well, this is not going to be quite as a big fight as I thought it would be. Uh, It's going to go Solinar, Koza, Johannes, the captain, the snake, and then boat. I see you brought in the closer at the right time. Solinar, you're up. (laughs) So... So as you guys are going to begin the initiative, the boat is going to swerve heavily to the side facing the snake, narrowly avoiding getting caught in the what appears to be some sort of riptide that's pulling debris into this churning rapid. Uh, you're just going to beeline for the snake who's going to extend very, very high to the point that you realize that this snake is even larger than you assumed it was coming up on it. I assumed it was 23 stories. That is many stories for snake. How tall is it? It will be difficult to step upon this snake. No steps on snake. Uh, now, now that you've told me this outrageous size and I've been like, oh, it's even bigger than that. I uh, There is no way for me to say this that is not cartoonishly huge. So Solinar, uh, roll for cartoonishly huge damage. Uh, oh, I don't even have to hit it. Sweet. You have to roll for You have to yeah. roll for damage first so you know yeah. just how much okay. you would have done you know when you fail. So that if I miss, I know exactly how disappointed yeah. I am. Yeah, psychological it. warfare. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I rolled my best initiative ever to roll a one on combat. The captain's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you crit failed to hit? Yeah. Did you crit fill with the cannon? Because that's different than... No, the captain is the one who's going to be using the cannon. Yeah, so Solinar draws attention and then is like, we're going to show you, Snake. We're going to show you what happens to water-bound serpents that cross us. And then uh, what are you having happen to him for the critical failure? I'm going to let you do this one. Okay, so Solinar... You know what I think is appropriate is I think Solinar puts like one foot up on the edge of the ship and of the edge of the boat and goes to like stab out with attention, but does not plant that one foot properly. And so uh, he falls over the side and has to catch himself one handed on the edge of the of the boat. That'll do it. Koza. So this is a big giant snake. Did you say it's saddled right up against the boat? It's going to be, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's close enough that it can dart in and get you guys off of the boat. Okay. Um, so, and st- what time of day is it again? It's like mid-morning, afternoon. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Um, anybody have suggestions how I should flavor this? Like a mush or like a marshmallow. No, it, it should it should be one of those phosphorescent mushrooms. 
And it's just like the image of a phosphorescent mushroom appears in the sky and then a bright beam of light just like shines down from the center of the phosphorescent mushroom. Yeah, okay, so um, Koza digs into one of his pouches and he pulls out a mushroom. This one is, it's so white that it almost appears to glow. You know, is it glowing? And as he kind of moves a handle, you can tell it actually is glowing. And he flicks it out towards this beast. And all of a sudden, from the heavens, this five-foot radius cylinder of light comes down right on top of the serpent and it's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause it searing pain um, and it must make a constitution saving throw 13 oh that fails yes it fails (laughs) (laughs) he's so excited I mean, given how often Koza tries to blind things and does not manage to pull it off, like, I could see being really excited about it failing a check. He spends more time describing how cool his spells look than his spells do doing anything at all. Like like how this spell only does four damage. <laughs> hey, man, that's four more than Solonar did. He wasn't weak against me. And he damage. rolled his damage beforehand, too, so he knows how bad he failed. True facts. That will bring uh, us to you. Does it happen oh, to yes. be a, a shape changer? Nope. <laughs> okay, just had to check. Uh, this does bring us to Johannes. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, um, Maisolana, what are you doing down here? I'm, um, I'm trying not to fall into the drink. If you could well, give me a Well, grab my hand so I can pull you up before I throw up on you. Oh, thank you so much, Johannes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm just realizing, I think... The damage would only occur when it begins its turn. Um, so I should just want to throw that out there. If it matters, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Just let me know that stuff ahead of time and we're good to go. Okay, sound guy. I'm doing a strength roll and a constitution roll. Strength roll to pull Solinar up, but the constitution roll to make sure I don't throw up on him and uh, give us a nice drum roll because I'm I'm doing this constitution roll first. <laughs> 11. I'd say passing a 10 is a good barf DC. You get a little bit of burning in your throat, uh, but you manage to hold it down. Yeah, it's like a little bit comes up, but it's just right where I'm able to like swallow it back down like... <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, grab my hand. We need to get you out of here. You're in the danger zone. You guys remember in the early games where I wouldn't let you roll to barf? Yeah, but then you did, and now the barf gates have opened. The, those bygone halcyon days where I thought this was going to stay on plot. I roll a 13 strength check to pull up Solana. That'll be more than adequate, yeah. I throw you over the banister. Solanar like, collapses in a heap on the deck, and he's like, oh... Sweet, solid surface. Thank you, Johannes. Was that your turn, Johannes? Was it? I think you might have a bonus action and some movement to go, but I don't think you can do a full action anymore. Okay, I use my movement to settle myself and my bonus action to rummage through some perfumes and find one that's going to settle my stomach. Eucalyptus... Mint. Yeah, I was about to say mint should be in there. That'll be a good match. 
Cool beans. Which brings us to the captain, who is going to cram a myriad of just debris and craziness into this blunderbuss cannon and turn it toward the snake. Man, did anybody see him grab all of that craziness from his own temple and just, like, stick it in the cannon there? Hmm. Temple. He did more damage than you. Well, that's, that's what happens when you hit the snake with all that crazy. I would hope so. The man's been on the river for I don't know how many years. I guess you could say the snake is rattled. You know, for that, the snake is going to go after boat. Can we actually get a little description of what it looks like as the captain fires this cannon? So there's all this debris. It looks like it's a lot of like shredded wood and nails that have just been sort of crammed into this blunderbuss cannon. He turns it and fires it, it releases a, an alarmingly sharp sound for a cannon boom, and just all of this stuff shreds into the snake's hide, and it releases this horrifying gargled hiss, which will sound like uh, this. <sighs> Have fun messing with that, Gabe. And it is going and it is going to sort of recoil and then whip its head around. You can see sort of this burning in its tiny little eyes. It's going to go for boat. Boo. Uh, boat, what's your AC? Uh, my AC is 15. All right, that's going to be a hit. Are you saying boo or boo out? I was saying boo out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to take seven piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. How does a 17 look? A 17 does save you. Yay! Still going to need to take that damage, but you won't incur any additional damage. That's fantastic. As it bites into you, it, like, sinks its fangs into your shoulder, and you can feel something toxic and hot begin to pull out of its fangs by the time you're able to rip your arm out of its mouth. Mm-hmm. Hot. Toxic. Boat, you're What up. about me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so did I save versus poison or something? Yes. Boat just, like, takes one hand and massages it over his shoulder very briefly, looks and sees the wound. He looks around, uh, just sort of Getting, getting a lay of the surroundings, looks up at the snake. He bends his knees slightly as though he's going to make like a mighty Superman leap up into the sky, pulls his great axe from his back, puts it in the battle-ready position, and says, Enough is enough! I have had it with this massive fighting snake on this peaceful river plain! And Boat leaps up to attack with his great axe. I gave it two turns. And we almost made it through one. <laughs> you knew I wasn't going to let you down. 24? Yeah, it's going to hit it. Um, and that'll be nine for the great axe. And then I'm going to spend a key point and do flurry of blows. Uh, the first one uh, is a 15. Does that hit? A 15 will in fact miss. Okay. Well, I've got my second one. How about an 18? An 18 will hit. Okay. Got Brandon, remember when I played at your table once and I did a flurry of blows and missed all of them? Yes. Yeah. You were like, I, weren't you like a 10th level monk? Yeah. 
you you were wearing you left you left your soda pop bottle glasses at home that day. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> it was the worst. I was so excited. That character was actually Mahenny. Like I I had built mechanics to run Mahenny. So anyway, boat slashes at the snake. Uh, with his great axe, and then using that momentum, as he is wont to do, uh, it propels him around. He just misses on the first kick, but the second one connects right there with where he broke the skin on the snake. And he uh, effortless, effortlessly and elegantly uh, glides back to the raft and lands on both feet uh, and comes to a knee. And then he looks up at the snake and he draws attention to his uh to his uh shock belt the serpentine uh heritage ossuary championship he's like look man you ain't bad you don't know bad i got this from a bone snake your history you made that joke with with you've already done the stupid oh my god i throw a lot of snakes at you guys it's a callback (laughs) it's a biblical thing (laughs) Next, we're going to have to fight locusts, and the river's going to turn red. <laughs> and then frogs. It went better. Don't forget frogs. All right, Solinar, you're back up. So I figured out what went wrong with my previous roll. Um, it was, I was too rolling, low. <laughs> I was rolling a d20 from an incomplete set because Alex still has my pink d6s. So I've picked a different d20 to roll. Let's see if this goes any better. That is a total nine. That's a mess. So, so, really? Are you sure? It doesn't have a negative armor class? Nope. <sighs> yeah, no, you're getting there. It did go better, though. A little bit of practice, you're going to get there. All right, Koza. <laughs> um, did the snake move at all, or is it still in the I beam? mean, it moved to bite. Uh, it, it moved to bite boat. But is it still, like, my question is, is it still in the, the beam? Uh, it was uh, supposed to take damage at the start of its turn. Well, it, so it took that four points, but that oh, okay. the beam sustains. Uh, yeah, it's moved its head out of the beam. I don't think there's a way for it to move its entire body out of the beam. Okay, so cool. So it'll still take damage from that. I don't need to worry about moving the beam. Very awesome. I like that. I'm happy. I'm doing well. I am in my element. <laughs> Koza affirmations for a daily lifestyle. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And go- doggone it, people love mushrooms. <laughs> All right, now um, this time Koza gestures with his hands, and a few like spores float out of his pouch, his little spore pouch around his neck, and they land on the water. And where they land, suddenly freezes and lifts up into the air. And then flies at the, a the shard of ice flies at the um, snake. Does a twelve hit? A twelve will not hit. Well, nonetheless, um, it needs to make a deck saving throw. Twenty-two. Okay, so it is also so the um, this shard of ice explodes, but none of the shards of the exploding shard hit the snake either. It just like ducks out of the way really, really fast with this big old snake head. Yeah. It's the snake. It's the one, but a snake. All right, Johannes. Oh, you're in for it now, snake. I smell like fresh cut leaves and minty freshness. And I don't, I don't really know. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Still a little bit of woozy, but uh, take this. And I roll a 19 to throw my mace. You're, yeah. You're yeeting your mace at this thing? Yeah. 
All right, well, you are going to hit it, but you're going to be down a mace. Well, he's trying to prepare for the next time Alden wants to give him a gift. Oh, you uh, know, I've been looking for one of these. Oh, thank you. I lost my last one. Thanks, Uncle Aldi. Okay, so Johannes stands up. He's been he's been thrown up over the edge. He grabs his mace. He says, take this. And he throws it and it cruises like a missile, a cruise missile right into the snake. All right, roll for damage. I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven? Yes. For da- is that total for damage? No, no, sorry. It's my strength, uh, 11. Total? Yes. Cool. I was about to say, there is no way. You have a plus 11. Alden right. gave him steroids. Yeah, that was that was his boon <laughs> to Johannes. Was just that was like, the stocking stuffer. Oh, God. A stocking stuffer to really stuff your stockings. Not not from what I've heard about their side effects. but you It know. depends if you cycle correctly. <laughs> All right, the captain is going to load up the blunderbuss again. Wait, wait, wait. The- what, what happened to my mace? It hit the snake. Is it just stuck inside of it from the? Are you Thor? Brute force. <laughs> All right. So what do you what do you what do you expect to, to happen with your mace? I I threw it with a lot of force. I threw my mace. Isn't it a mace of smiting? Doesn't it yes. have magical abilities? Get smited. And you're just you just yeeted it into the snake. I was throwing up. I didn't feel well. So you throw the uh, mace and it spins around and then hits into the snake with a loud cracking sound. Um, it is, seems to be embedded and it sort of looks as if the snake rolled on a toothpick with the handle sort of sticking out of the side of its body. Oh my, soon I threw my mace. So the captain is going to, again, uh, reload the blunderbuss cannon. Does he just have a pile of junk sitting next to this thing? Well, he's starting to pull things out of the crates and the bags and stuff that he's delivering. Okay. I thought he was pulling it out of his beard. Oh, yeah, his beard is just filled with debris. However, this will... It isn't? This shot will miss the snake, which brings us to the snake's turn. If I recall correctly, he's going to take four damage, Koza. Um, that was last time. So I think I... Do I re-roll each time? I think you re-roll it each time. Okay, cool. This time it'll be five damage. Cool beans. The snake is going to uh, turn away from boat and is going Yay. to turn toward again Johannes. Give me my snake back. I mean, uh, dang it. <laughs> You're feeling sick. Go with it. Give me my mace back, snake. Or give me my snake back, mace. It's up to you. 22 to hit? Yeah. Yes. Wait, is that correct? Because I thought you had higher. Now that you've I'm got at a your... 19 AC. I thought right. you were higher than so that. So that's nine you... for damage, and I'm gonna need you to roll that deck saving. Not that deck saving through that Constitution saving. Should he roll that at disadvantage since he's been sick already? Rolling Constitution. Checks? I'm not gonna do that to him. Fifteen. Fifteen. You just made it, man. You're going to feel the same sensation Boat did, but like Boat, you're going to be able to yank your body away before the venom actually makes its way into your bloodstream. Oh no, I'm feeling the same sensation. The sensation of a fang going through my armor into my shoulder. (laughs) I will, however, allow you a reaction. If you'd like to try and retrieve your mace as the thing tries to bite you, I will let you roll for that. Yeah, I only let him hit me. I I only let him bite into my one arm so I could try to Grab my mace with the other. What should I roll? Is this a reaction? It's react- dexterity. 17. 
I will allow you to have retrieved your mace. Oh, I'll never throw you again. Thank you. Immediately proceeds to throw the mace again in the next turn. All right, boat. So how big of a hole in the side of the snake did the mace leave? Mace size. Um, it's, it is a sizable fang mark. A sizable fang mark. You right. have you have a decided puncture wound that blood is pooling within. No, 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 no. The mace. Oh, the like, mace? Yeah, how oh, big a mace? hole did the mace leave in the side of the snake? Mace-sized. Yeah, it looks like the size of a mace head. Okay. Would it be big enough to get two hands in? Oh, yeah. How far away from me is it? Hold on. Yeah, you'd be able to get two hands in if they're normal-sized person hands. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what kind of hams do you have? Do you have gross meat hooks? They're full-sized so, hams on his ank- on his wrists. Here's what here's what I'm thinking. You tell me if I can do this or not. Boat wants to like run up to the snake and like Superman opening like a like really thick iron doors or something like that. Reach into the to the snake hole and just rip it open. You heard me. What? All right. I can, e- um, I can even use a dagger in one hand to try to make it bigger and like skin it alive almost, or at least start. It, it's going to be too bad to like too big to, to like actually rip it in twain. Right. But I'm sure it would hurt. Yeah. Um, how do you want? How do you want me mechanically? How do you want me to do that? You could make it roll go it from an, uh, roll it as an unarmed attack. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't I know how else to I, I don't know how else to mechanically do rending a wound open with your bare hands like a nightmare barbarian okay. creature. It's like some type of it's just a grapple. It's that is more than a grapple. No, that's it's a, just yeah, grappling. I appreciate, I appreciate your letter of the law interpretation, Alon. I do think this goes into something a little bit else. <laughs> OK, so I'm just going to roll uh, an unarmed attack on it. Yep. Okay. First of all, I'm going to rage. Wow. All right. How about a non-natural 20? <laughs> that will hit. Or rip, rip, I guess. Grip and rip. God, Johannes isn't going to be the only one retching. Uh, so that's six damage. And I would like, if, if uh, I can have the floor for a moment, I would like to make an impassioned argument that this should really do more than the 1d4 plus 3 damage listed on unarmed attack. Would the representative from wherever boats from <laughs> the representative from the land of gravy? Yes, I would argue that since I am reaching inside of this snake to pull its skin off, that should or at least mess around with its insides. That should at least get me one more D4. Have you ever tried to skin something with your bare so hands many while times. it was alive? Uh, I assume no. not because you're not a psychopath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's incredibly difficult to do with your I'm not bare saying hands. I'm going to be wait, successful wait, 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 wait. at skinning it. Fair, but she just said you haven't done it because you're not a complete psychopath. But here's what it actually is like as somebody who has this experience. <laughs> That is exactly what just <laughs> happened. It's incredibly difficult. Oh my gosh, they struggle so much, no matter how long well, you leave them in the freezer. That, it's that the living tissue is adhesed to, adhered to the skin. I still have the floor. Tissue. I have not yielded my time. 
All right, I'm going to tell you, you you offered this as your as what you wanted to do. I gave my ruling. You have made a fallacious argument. I am not arguing that I it should be an extra D4 for skinning it. It should be an extra D4 because it hurts way more than if this was something attacking it on the outside of its scales. All right, show of hands, who wants to give him the extra D4? Oh, me. I thought he made a compelling argument, and he also let us know that our DM is... All right, so we're de- we're in a deadlock even. Josh, you haven't said anything. Do you are are you on the town of Nay? So here's here's my problem with making this ruling is that if you're targeting a specific part of the body, you're supposed to roll at a lower quantity than if you're just swinging to hit. So if we're trying to do this as if it's rules oriented, then we should have been doing that from the beginning of the roll, not now. When we're kind of narrating a thing. I would like to make a point that I did. I did have a refutation ready for Josh's point. <laughs> uh, calling specific body part damage on a creature should depend on its size. I think a creature of this size, it would be less of an ask to say that I targeted a large part of it as a natural attack. If it were a medium or small creature, that would or you know that would totally be a reasonable argument. But if something's huge or gargantuan and I'm targeting a part of it that is roughly human sized, then well, I think I, I, I think that's acceptable. It's going to be the size of a mace head. Right. I fully agree with your point with the part that the, the size of a mace head is going to be less than the size of a human head. And thereby halfling head. I'm so so the final ruling is I will allow it, however, in the concept of the mechanics, targeting this is going to be easier because its body is so close to you guys. If this was the same wound at a distance, I would I would be more skeptical. I mean it's a snake with slippery scales that's been in the water and moving at a high velocity and you're targeting something the size of a mace head. With my bare hands. Mm-hmm. This is this is very swift as the coursing river kind of deal. But because we have confirmed that he was able to make the hit, I think that I'll let him have the extra D4. What if Boat, like, uh, just like as the snake is going by, just like reaches out with one hand and just like punches it directly into the wound. And then his hand comes back out and he's holding a trout. No? <laughs> is that just me? I mean, no, if I hadn't raged, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was too enraged, man. Can't can't yeah. do it. Anyway, All I right. rolled a one on that extra D four. <laughs> All of that that <laughs> Oh, that's that's tragic. All right. But how cool would it have been if that had been the difference maker? Oh God, that that one damage was what was going to take him down. All right, Solinar, you're up. All right. I know I can hit things. I know I'm fully capable of hitting things. I believe in myself. I'm strong. And I have the ability to hit. Hi-yah. Oh, that's a non-nat 20. That'll Say hit. he misses. All Say I he misses. <laughs> you hush. You hush. I for sure have allies within uh, five feet. One of, one of you is literally covered in the blood and some muscle tissue. With his bare hands, yeah. He's literally within five feet. So that's two for six, and then five uh, sneak attack for 11 total. Solonar just, like, whips whips attention around, and he's like, enough fancy stuff. And he just sinks it into the snake. All right. 
Uh, it's not going to go into the mace wound that you guys just are determined to make nope. become infected. No, um, no, it just just stabby action, not like just, specific stabby action. Just, just you're stabby just stabbing action. it into you're stabbing it into the snake cylinder. Got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Koza. This time, a flame will appear in his hand, and he's going to hurl it at the snake, the water snake. Weirdly enough, it doesn't have resistance to fire. Does a um, 19 hit? Yes, a 19 will hit. All right. It takes five points of fire damage. This uh, this little ball of flame flies and smashes into the creature. Um, there's a brief burst of flames as the, the flesh sears. All right. It smells weirdly like breakfast meat, and it is now time for Johannes. The best kind of meat. Johannes turns to Boat, who's obviously raging coolly and calmly, and he says, Boat, hold that wound open. I'm diving in. I got you, buddy. You're gonna what? He's like Neo from The Matrix. We gotta reprogram the snake. I can see the snake's code. <laughs> what if those are all ones? Oh no, wait, those are all snakes. What if Alon rolls just well enough to like barely succeed? And so it's like Johannes is head and shoulders into the snake, and then the rest of him is just hanging out, flopping around as the snake continues like swinging its body around? Yes. It'd be amazing. The answer is yes. So, uh, what do I roll and when? I'm gonna have you roll strength, I guess. Love it. I mean, he's throwing himself at it. Yeah, <laughs> Would it be dexterity? I, I need strength to work. <laughs> he's a ranged weapon. 22. Whoa. <laughs> you are going to crouch back and dive forward swan style into the wound on this snake's body. Let's help him molt. (laughs) Making a loud, oh yes, making a loud squelching sound. I take a deep breath. I coil myself up like a loaded spring. And as soon as Boat comes by and hooks his feet on the guardrail and Pulls the snake toward us and opens up the wound a little bit. Uh, dive right in. Uh, and as soon as I'm inside of that snake, I just start thrashing about. Because I realize I'm in a snake. It's are you basically gross. Drax at the beginning of it's Guardians 2? No, because Drax got slimy. swallowed. He's trying to implant himself like a Nexplanon. <laughs> it's cold, not comfortable. I I don't know what to roll for damage on this. Psychic. I mean, for <laughs> me, yeah. Thrashing I, about. I'm doing I the macarena. A, a D6, an unmodified D6. This to me sounds so. Wait, he's been thrown into the creature, right? He jumped into, into its the... open gash. To me, this more sounds like a given advantage on future turns. Yeah, he's already in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 if I had a chipmunk leap into a skinned knee, I think that would also hurt in and of itself. I, I mean, yeah. I think this would be more like a chipmunk jumping into a giant puncture wound, where it's not really doing any additional damage until the chipmunk starts thrashing about inside. But he is thrashing about. I'm thrashing That's about. His action. The diving was his movement. I'll All right, allow it. 
I'll allow an unmodded D6 for this one. Painful snake situation going on. Three. I keep thinking that, like, they can't get weirder. We've already done all the weird stuff. Why would it's you set yourself up for failure like that? <laughs> the captain can't load the blunderbuss and shoot it at the snake because now Johannes is in the snake. Can't he shoot it at, like, the snake's head or something? Wait, are you saying this 23-story snake that he can't find a spot to shoot at where I'm not inside of it? Yeah, the thing is, is that when you're shooting just a bunch of crapola at it it's not Mm -hmm. exactly as targeted as it would be if you were shooting a cannonball right all right so we can't count on the captain's garbage gun anymore (laughs) go go garbage gun uh it is however going to thrash about and go for boat it will miss boat don't ask what i rolled but i know it missed did you roll a one i did not roll a one okay but it is boat's turn now all right um Am I still, like, proximate to the gaping Johannes wound? You are very much so nearby the Johannes. You can see his little legs. If I were to swing at the snake with a weapon, um, like, I would be able to, like, go for a spot that's not Johannes, right? Yes, you you will be able to more easily target things than the dude (laughs) shooting debris at it. Okay. All right. I'm just going to straight up roll my great axe on this guy. So I'm going to go for a spot that's maybe like five or six feet away from Johannes and the wound and not do anything fancy, but just try to go back behind my head, double hand it, bring it down on top of the thing. That'll be a 24. That will decidedly hit. 16. For damage? Yes. Nice. Then I would like to uh, drop my great axe to the ground and do my unarmed attack Boat puts one fist into his palm in front of him very briefly like summoning summoning his key can you do that while you're in a rage why not it doesn't say i can't yeah it just that seems very meditative for being in a blinding bloodlust well remember this is all happening in like six seconds so i'm just like sort of doing it because i'm just like doing a pose to get ready for my attack because i practiced it for so many years my my argument has been rebuffed i just seemed very meditative for uh i entered a rage i'm just a very calm player rage is really just a meditative state so then boat like puts his fist right up to the snake and gets ready for like a one inch punch and uh i actually rolled another 24 (laughs) for that and that gets me six damage for my one inch punch okay boat looks up at the snake as he draws his arm back and says my dojo was cobra die That was the lamest joke of the night. That was the dumbest joke. We will not do better than that. All right. Solinar, you're up. Solinar, uh, from the other side of the snake, is like, uh, where did Johannes go? Anybody? He's riding the snake. Like, from the inside? He booked passage. Did you say earlier a 15 does not hit? Yes, a 15 will miss. Okay, then Solinar is like, well, I don't know. And he kind of like tries to cut for the head and just like goes under instead of like in. I don't know where to hit this thing. That's not Johannes then. 
You can you see my legs. You will see his kicking. little legs. From well, the Solonar is on the other side of the snake. This you, you attention is not wide enough to pierce Johannes. You oh. keep forgetting he's twenty three stories. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very large snake. I guess you could say that this snake, by some most definitions, is thick. You guys take away all my adjectives. I can't use any of them now. That's why I don't describe it. You only have one. Is he lush as well? I can only describe things as thick. You take away all one of my adjectives, and I I can't describe anything anymore. Right, what are you doing, Solonar? He tried He tried to attack and uh, rapidly failed. Rapidly failed. Mm-hmm. Koza, you are up, my man. Koza is going to, once again, his hand bursts into fl- to a, like a flaming ball that he hurls at the snake does a 20 hit yeah 20 has absolutely hits. yeah uh for three damage once again you know, look it's reliable i don't want to hear nothing oh did it do a con save at the start of its last turn or is it too late i it forgot did not but i can do one now retroactively it's yeah, like it a failed. toyota to it 1000 percent failed what 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 does it take uh let me roll the 2d10 so 2D it 10? oh yeah for the moonbeam i've just had two bad rolls for that but this time it actually was a good roll and it did uh, 20 damage whoa all right so the the skin of this thing is starting to melt away and flake in the wake of koza's spell uh which is going to bring us to johannes it's oh the back of my legs feel like they're very hot (laughs) that's a little more accurate i'm thrashing about i'm just Thrashing. All right, roll your thrash damage. D six again. Yeah. Well, if he's if he's like got his mace in hand, couldn't he do like attack with advantage or something? It Is would there be room fi- to swing in there? I'm, I'm not having him swing. I'm not even. Yeah, I definitely him. don't have to swing. Yeah. I'm in the thing. Uh, if he yeah. wriggles around like a salmon, he's gonna do adequate damage. I'm salmoning. I'm salmoning for four damage. All right, you want to narrate the kill? Did we kill it by one? Uh, yeah, you killed it exactly to zero. It had four HP after. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. That one point of damage (laughs) that Alex made fun of you for. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello, everyone. It's me, Johannes. Currently inside of a snake. Snap to me, record scratch. How did I get here? Let's find out. Everything plays really quickly and rewind. It's me throwing up over the side. Fast forward. It's me. I'm also inside the snake thrashing around. It sounds like this. It's all very loud and thrashing about. And then all of a sudden, silence. And then a loud as this snake comes crashing down across this somewhat flat boat and uh, somebody grabs my legs and pulls me out and it makes this sound. Yeah, that's right. It was the cork noise. Thank you so much for this narration. (laughs) All right. So the snake is going to let out a guttural screaming sound and fall into the water. You can see the blood sort of welling up in the water, beginning to die at a soft pink. Oh my gosh, it's the oh no, bloody it's river. One of the plagues of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what we're doing now. Uh, this was not Cell and Charybdis. This was the beginning of the blood plague. Quid pro Moses. <laughs> Quid pro Ramses would have worked, I guess. Quid pro 
Quid pro old. Quid pro old testament. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Uh, so after the snake hits the water, the resulting wave carries you through the incline in the river and takes you straight down after about an hour or so to the port of Aberdeen. Are you okay? Cat jumped, didn't get up, claws, leg. I was really appreciating your uh, your interesting like um, beat poetry. 